All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake here. And we're coming to you talking about something today. What is it, Jake? Uh, well, this is Vayakel, uh, which is He Assembled. This is the Torah portion, high-level Torah portion look that we're doing, uh, talking Torah with Sabbath Lounge. This is week 22, and this will be Exodus 35 through 3820. All right, so we'll dive right into it. And the reason we chose this guy back here is because in 35.1, you've got the word congregation is first used. And it was Edda Qual, um, and it, it, to assemble a congregation, basically, is the verbiage that was used. What do we call that today? Church. Church. Ecclesia. Right. And then I, I looked up Ecclesia a little bit, too, studying for this, and you know, I was always taught that Ecclesia was the call called out. And, you know, it doesn't, it's not too much of a jump to realize that's a holy set apart assembly, you mm-hmm. know, that's what they're talking about. So, so congregation was not a New Testament church idea. Right. So if yeah. you never check that out, check it out. Yeah, I get the, uh, that whole, well, the church doesn't even start until the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Well, church just means assembly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what Israel was. And it was there all along. <laughs> so in right at the beginning of this, you you have Sabbath. And for some reason, I have a different name up there. I hope I didn't Looks grab this like from you, the wrong thing. Yeah, you got your week 23. Then I think too. this is a double portion. Oh, okay. One of these is. That, that so. makes sense. And uh, But Sabbath is, is definitely stressed right here. And there's a text about the... Very clearly, six days you sh- you shall not work, and the seventh day shall be a holy day, a Sabbath of rest. For Yahweh, whoever doth work therein, shall be put to death. Pretty clear that you're not supposed to work. Right. Uh, from the very beginning. And then they also gave gifts. What were they giving gifts, Jake? Uh, well, they were giving willing gifts, and this was where they're starting to build the tabernacle and they needed all kinds of supplies to do so. Yep. And so they end up bringing too much, you know, it's like their hearts overflowed with so much gratitude. They just couldn't stop. Yeah. This is a part where they did things right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's kind of, you make the point of, uh, how, uh, they, it was a, a willing offering and you could see people standing on the sidelines going eh, do i want to give to this and then by the time they decide to they're being turned away because there's already too much been given they've already got what they need mm-hmm. and it's like they had the chance to be a part of it and perhaps they've they've just count themselves out of it because they waited too long yeah yeah so when you have the opportunity to give you, you know, should do, do it, it. And so these mm-hmm. gifts, mostly they're handmade gifts. Um, there's also some financial gifts, you know, time, effort, and energy. And they donated, you know, I guess if you're donating gold, that would be the financial gift. Right. So and where did they get all these gifts to I believe give? they got most of it from Egypt as they went out the door. The Egyptians are like, here, take this for your turn. <laughs> Please go. Don't ever come back here. Right. And they loaded them down with so much stuff they could barely carry it. Right. And they're like, okay. If we got to take it, we'll take it. And so um, also found in 3531, um, there's a mention of this guy that's being spirit filled. And uh, he's doing a lot of the workmanship and craftsmanship that was in the 
uh, going into the tabernacle. And, and so, you know, we don't think about the Old Testament having spirit-filled people, but um, this guy did. Right. Yeah, the the spirit indwelling is not a New Testament concept either. Mm-mm. No, no, but you may have heard that. <laughs> and then this is kind of all about table manners in the house. You know, it's his house, it's his rules, and yeah, there's going to be some things you got to do. Right. And and so really, we talked about this. The There's this whole period of where he's talking about the tabernacle where it's this over and over. It's He's clearly saying, as my house, as my rules. Right. You follow these. Yep. And he makes it crystal clear. Yeah, and it just takes takes him a while to go through all the all the points of what how to build and mm-hmm. what to build and what it's about. And so when we start seeing this, this is kind of opposite of the golden calf because here the hands of the people are bringing gold um to create the tabernacle, the things in the tabernacle and um the people are putting in the work, but Jake, how, anything else of how you can think it's opposite of the golden calf? Well, yeah. So here in the golden calf situation, remember Aaron says, well, I just threw the gold in and then this calf, calf jumped out. out. And, uh, we're all going, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, in this case, they had to actually put some effort into what they were making and they weren't able to, uh, uh, weasel out of <laughs> weasel your way out of what they were actually doing they mm-hmm. they put the effort in and they, they were glad to put the effort in yeah. and they uh uh were you know not ashamed of what they had put together yeah so, and in this this case they're commanded they're basically following a commandment and the other one they just did what they wanted to do right yeah and, this is a case it ended they, in death for for them right that participated. Yeah. So this is a case where, where Israel's getting it right right now. Yeah. And there were four chambers of the tabernacle in essence, like four chambers of the heart and uh, over and over through this section, I think you see that there's an emphasis of putting as much work into uh, you know, the, the, I think the principle we're supposed to see here when you read through this is understanding the work you see them doing in the tabernacle. There's a lot of work here a lot of craftsmanship, a lot of detail. That's how we're supposed to be about our hearts. We're supposed to put that much work into working on the inside part of the getting rid of the junk that's here and organizing it correctly. Right. And uh, preparing our own heart to host the Lord because the tabernacle had to be prepared to, to host him. And, yeah, that's know. what we are. We're yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jake, it's, it's a model for us to become his priest. So how is, can you think of some ways of how this represents, how does it, how can it represent us? Well, it's temporary. It's skin covered. It's uh, got different chambers inside of it. It's got a brazen laver like we do. We do have a brazen (laughs) laver. It's a, Mobile, you know. Mobile, and, yeah. And, uh, and the fire never went out. It wasn't supposed to go out. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things that tie into us. So, you know, you may hear us repeat this, but, you know, it's over and over and over. It's about preparing the in, inside, you know, basically the tabernacle isn't the 
pretty much the instructions are kind of given inside out. They talk about the inside before they talk about the outside. Seems like, but um, but definitely very meticulous about what was inside. So um, we must be prepared to meet him, um, pre- prepared in God's ways and not our own. Adam represents doing it our way and the consequences of getting kicked out. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're to, we're to be not the the first Adam man that that was. We saw how that turned out, and uh, we're supposed to be like the second Adam man, which mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is Messiah. Different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we're not prepared, we risk being cast out, and we do not want that. So, Jake, what do kings have in common? Uh, well, they all have crowns. Yes, got a crown. And they all have dungeons. Do they? For them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you play Dungeons and Dragons. That was not me. Okay. However, uh, as you see here, there's they have a palace, they have a garden, they have a temple. Uh, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, you have to have a place to live when you're the king. Um, Gotta have food. Yeah. And then... You have to have a place to go worship Yah. Well, yeah. Yeah, true. And it needs to be pretty grand, big, typically. So, And so you kind of see that the tabernacle is like the Garden of Eden and Garden of Eden where God dwelled. So, can Jake, can you explain this about this chaos? You know, you have chaos to order. Uh, you have it when you talk about the garden, you have it when you talk about Egypt. In essence, you could say they had it out in the wilderness. That's kind of what's happening. Well, yes. So now, uh, if you know your your scientific laws, you know, if you've heard of entropy, right? You, things tend toward I think chaos. my body's experiencing that. <laughs> You're tending toward chaos. <laughs> Just getting worse and worse. But uh, so in order for all this to be held together, right, Yahweh has developed a system wherein he takes from chaos, right? If you look at just the way he created the earth, it was lots of big chaotic things happening. And he honed it into this garden situation. It's the opposite of what you would typically see. And then uh, the same with uh, our hearts today, right? So mm-hmm. we start off, you know, going in all kinds of directions, and he wants to hone that down into a a, a form of order that mm-hmm. follows him. Yeah, yeah. And so there is a theme, and um, and it's kind of what the enemy has stolen out of what is it? Um, it's on our dollar bill out of chaos order or something nuvos something yeah. i don't know it's on the dollar yeah and uh the enemy has stolen it and they have a different different meaning i think than but but it's but the principle exists yeah so um but it is interesting to think about that way and it's interesting to think about it in the garden of eden so jake read about the gar- how does the garden of eden like the tabernacle well uh it was a place where Yah met with man. Um, and then you have the tree of life in the Garden of Eden, and you have the living waters and the living bread, this garden full of food situation. Uh, and then you have the the same reflected in the tabernacle. 
Um, Could you say maybe this one is the Eden is physical and the tabernacle is a spiritual manifestation? Yes. Yes. Um, and then the river that flows through the garden um, uh, is like that light of the world, the living waters that uh, Messiah represents, uh, the living waters that are in the tabernacle. Um, and then the uh, the jewels of gold, jewels and gold, uh, similar in the Garden of Eden, and then in the tabernacle, and then you see them kind of come back in the in the, in Revelation. Then they had entrances from the east and in Revelation too. Yeah, interesting. You know, in, in that doesn't um, in the uh, temple oriented that way too. Yeah, in heaven. Yeah, so you have Eden, and then the tabernacle is kind of a a representation of what Eden was, and then it's also a pointing forward to what the new uh, Jerusalem will be. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all, it's all ties together somehow. Well, and, and, being an, and, and what I like about it too, is being an outdoor kind of person, you know, I like being out in nature and gardens and in the wilderness, if you will, and see the beauty in it. And uh, it makes sense that, that he would, you know, and there were people like John Muir who explored the great American, west and yosemite and he always called yosemite a cathedral he said it was one of the grand cathedrals that uh and then he i believe he was a believer and because he would say it's one of the grand cathedrals that god made and he felt like he was communing with god when he was there and you know uh, i i get it i think he probably did he was in god's creation and was alone with him and probably uh was a yeah there's something about getting away from man's creations and getting into Yah's creations it, it just kind of it's better <laughs> it, it puts you in perspective i think mm-hmm. it makes you realize your place in this thing yeah <laughs> that you're not as big maybe as you <clears throat> think you are and sometimes we get in these big cities and man thinks he's pretty big and right. important and you look at the, you you look at the buildings and things and balance it and some of these things and it's it they don't even compare in any way to the things you have made right just and then, of course, the the cherubim in Eden. You have the uh, the cherubim that, with the flaming sword defending the the gates, and uh, same thing. You have them carved onto the ark and stuff in the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the tabernacle is like the garden, host to to Yahweh. Adam was priest in the garden. In the same way, Israel becomes Adam on earth. So I don't know, Jake, if you ever thought about how Israel became Adam on earth. What do you think that I mean by that? I think you probably mean that uh, Israel is the the priest to go out and uh, and uh, witness to the rest of the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also to... Uh, uh, toil in the garden. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I feel like I've had a lot of bad examples right now. But you know, us being holy and set apart people, when we, we you know when we go out into the world, I've uh, the last here lately I've failed, I believe, and I have to confess. You know, someone asked us, they said, "Well, I don't eat pork either," at a restaurant, and you know, and I didn't pursue it, and um, and she didn't either, and I was I thought, you know. I don't know why I didn't ask her why she didn't. You know, maybe if she was a vegan, 
or she could be doing what we do, but I didn't find out. Hmm. So I don't know why. And that was an opportunity for me to, 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 to be that priest and, you know, just, I didn't do it. And, and I think sometimes we tend to get in our own little world so much, our own little bubble. We're like, we don't want to be bothered by the world. And, and, you know, I don't know that we're supposed to to do that. And I have, the older I get, I think the more I have a tendency to just want to get in my own little bubble and leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I'm not going to talk to you. Get off my lawn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and so I was reminded. Have you reached that age now, man? I may have. So, but I was convicted that I was supposed to, I could have handled that situation differently. And y'all probably put that in, 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 you know, I was probably supposed to say, ask, at least ask a follow-up to find out. And now I don't know. Hmm. Maybe you'll have another chance. Maybe so. And then we saw some things about the Four Rivers, and Jake and I both have kind of checked, kicked the tires on it, but we don't remember too much about it. But uh, the four, the rivers that are in the Garden of Eden uh, represent some things in, in the tabernacle. Yeah, and then it t- also ties into that whole idea of you know the four corners of the earth and the four chambers of the heart the four chambers in the tabernacle four sections of the tabernacle Mm -hmm. that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and when we say sections we're talking like that outer court the inner court and and then the holy holy of holies and yeah yeah so anyway you'd have to check that out dig a dig a little so then we go into let's talk about uh first corinthians 6 19 um, don't you know that your body is a temple that belongs to the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, whom you receive from Yahweh, lives in you. You don't belong to yourselves. And then Jake read this one, 2 Corinthians 5.1. We know that if the life we live here on earth is ever taken down like a tent, we still have a building from Elohim. It is an eternal house in heaven that isn't made by human hands. So right there, it's telling us, uh, I think it had one more, yeah. And then, uh, in our present tent-like existence, we sigh, since we long to put on the house we will have in heaven. After we have put it on, we won't be naked. While we are in this tent, we sigh. We feel distressed because we don't want to take off the tent, but we do want to put on the eternal house. Then eternal life will put an end to our mortal existence. So clearly equating us directly to a tent right tabernacle. which is a tabernacle right? yeah yeah and his audience could make that connection easier i believe than we did right and then you have this first peter 2 4 through 6 scripture you are coming to messiah the living stone who was rejected by humans but was chosen as precious by elohim you come to him as living stones a spiritual house that is being built into a holy priesthood So offer spiritual sacrifices that Elohim accepts through Yeshua Messiah. That is why scripture says, I am laying a chosen and precious cornerstone in Zion, and the person who believes in him will never be ashamed. Amen. So um, this is, uh, you know, talking about us being a priesthood. And, uh, you know, and I don't believe that, um, you know, we take that scripture, I, the Lord, do not change you know, if, if if we're being a priesthood here, it does make sense that that's kind of always been the model, that he wanted people from Adam to be the priesthood, and just most people didn't want to do it. Right. And I like how it kind of... Clearly, as this example, I gave myself, <laughs> who I haven't always done this very perfectly. 
Sorry, what were you going to say? Just that uh, I think it's interesting, too, that it brings up this uh, person who believes in him will never be ashamed. It's very similar to when they're putting together the the connection we made between the golden calf and, you know, building the tabernacle, wherein, you know, the shame that would come upon them mm. in the golden calf situation and the, you know, you wouldn't be ashamed of building this tabernacle. It would be something to be, mm. you know, proud of mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's good. So, there's, there's no shame <clears throat> in this where there was a lot of shame in that calf. Right. They knew. And we made it. So we came to the end of, how do you say this again? Viakel, I guess. Viakel. He assembled. And it is a double portion. And we do have a week 23. And we'll put we'll do that uh, together with this. But anyway. So we encourage you to, to read these scriptures. Exodus 35 through 38, 20. Read them. Digest them. Think about them. Uh, don't take our word for these things. We want you to research it for yourself. And so... Uh, Jake, how do they find us? They, they can do? go. They go to the Google machine and type in Sabbath Lounge, and we'll crop up there. Yes, and you can go to sabbathlounge.com or many other places. Anywhere where free podcasts are free. Do we? And we want you to subscribe, please. Uh, yes, do the thumbs up things. Whatever your leave us a comment. Your uh, choice is on. On where uh, your, uh, what is it? Social media choice Social media. is. Yeah. You just uh, give us the approved we like you button. Then uh, give us uh, an emoji or something in the comment. You don't even have to say anything, but just an emoji. We would encourage you to say things. <laughs> but we appreciate you <laughs> stopping by and checking us out. And we will be back uh, next time. All right. This is Matt and Jake. Signing out.